Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, a podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about season one, episode 19, Strictly Ballroom. Classic. Classic. Again, I'm feeling so excited saying episode 19, because that means there's only two left in season one. Finally, after what feels like five years. Yeah, like a year and a half. But it probably is almost five years since like we did our rankings. Yeah, it just feels like it's been a longer time coming since any of these ideas were initially conceived, you know? Like your yeah, ranking yeah. and then my ranking, like since starting that Definitely. to now, it just feels like, mm-hmm. wow, we're finally <laughs> making it to the end of a whole season. God. Yeah. Definitely a a milestone. And it's crazy, though, because I get so excited thinking that it's almost like this big ending, and then we're just going to have to start all over again twice. We have two more seasons. (laughs) Yeah. I know, it's weird, but we're, in my opinion, we're in the middle of, I think, the best run in in the series. It's pretty good. Anyway, so this episode has a Mm 7.5 on IMDb, so standard town once again. (laughs) Uh, But on TV.com, it's a 9.3, which is pretty high yeah it is really this was written and directed by matt dearborn i know one of only a handful that he wrote and directed which is cool though because we both really love this episode because yeah i have this ranked number seven and and i have this ranked number seven number seven this is our first one i think finally an episode where we both have the same number we were just talking about this yeah so that's kind of exciting both in our top 10 yeah it'll be interesting to see why though because i feel like Mm -hmm. we might like it for different reasons yeah before we get into it just want to read an email this email was actually really 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 long like really long so i just chopped it up a little bit to sort of get the the main points so this is from josh and he says i am 26 years old and a big fan of the show I started watching the show during season one and watched the entirety of new episodes during season two and season three as they aired on TV. Yes, that includes the movie too. Thanks for doing the podcasts. I listened as new ones pop up. You're not in this by yourself. There are other people listening too. Thank you. (laughs) My favorite character, of course, was Lewis, followed by Twitty and then Tawny. My favorite episode was during season one, Movie Madness. So they go on to say... They're, you know, they were a huge fan of Shia in the 2000s, and that even Stevens is one of the best shows of all time. They're a fan and always will be. Um, the early 2000s was an excellent time for Disney. No streaming services. The episodes had a unique feel that is rare these days. That's So Raven has now brought us Raven's Home, and that has worked well. I would argue Raven's Home is the best sequel reboot Disney Channel has had. It beats Sweet Life on Deck and Girl Meets World. And then he goes, So, the Even Stevens movie. I thought the movie was just okay. It did not exemplify the TV show, but it's better than not having a movie at all. I found it to be less funny than the show. Uh, The recurring characters should have had a bigger role, like Twitty, Tawny, and Ruby. I felt more fulfilled watching Leave and Stevens than I did watching the movie, but the movie will always have a place in me, even if it wasn't the best ever. Thank you for the podcasts. Keep it up, don't stop, and keep inspiring us fans of the show. That was cool. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate it. Always nice to hear, but see, I I echo his uh, sentiments towards the movie. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely an understandable opinion. I mean, I don't like the movie more than Leaving Stevens, but mm-hmm. 
I think I'm in the minority in liking it as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I liked it for what it stood for. It was like the last hurrah. Mm-hmm. So the Disney Plus synopsis, I laughed so hard at this. So the Disney Plus synopsis is... Lewis has one night to learn how to dance for his first junior high school dance party. Okay. <laughs> That's a mouthful. At the same party, Ren's decision to approach the object of her affections le- leads to an utter... <laughs> leads to an... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> leads to an unexpected bathroom accident. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like she had like explosive diarrhea or something. <laughs> oh man, don't have uh, the Salisbury steak. <laughs> Just Ren and Bobby equals explosive diarrhea, one way or another. Yeah, bathroom issues in general. <laughs> yeah, let's keep the count going. I'm sorry, I was just like, leads to an unexpected bathroom accident? There had to have been a better way to say that. Yeah, this is a great episode, by the way. Uh... (laughs) Oh my god, sorry, I just laughed so hard at that. As well as, Lewis needs to learn how to dance for his first junior high school dance party? That makes it sound like it's a high school, like a junior high school dance. Yeah, dance. But then, party. By the way, in junior high school dances, when I was in junior high, no one was dancing. Oh, we danced. Or maybe it was just me. I was just that crazy person who loves music so freaking much. I was just out on the dance floor with everything. But yeah, it's it's a, it's it's a house party. It's a house party, yeah. which is weird because I say like plots like this are other things that seem more high school to me. I never went to a house party like this in junior high. Mm, I went to a couple, like in eighth grade. We had like a couple parties. There were, like, tons of parents there, though. Yeah, this is, like, one mom. Yeah. Just an entire house full of kids and food and yeah. music <laughs> and dancing. and. Yeah, the ratio is a little low. Uh, <laughs> the, we had a couple parties. Like, this, they made this one seem like it was, like, a high school party, though. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, so my general thoughts. Yeah, I said I love this one. I always have. I love a good house party episode because yeah. they always feel like older. Because I remember there was like a house party episode of Lizzie McGuire as well. It's like this what that one fool who walks through this one. It's all like pointing at people, all cool and stuff. You know. Yes. What I'm about? And so it's like just any sort of house party plot is usually kind of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, they're good ones. I said they're always dramatic. I said there's well, usually some drama going on. Also, they're like they feel very like kinetic because it's basically one long scene, right? You see kind of this sequence of events that's kind of cool. Yeah. But still, that last the yeah the sequence at the house party, but just like that feeling. I mean, I don't know if you were like this, but like building up, like I felt like okay. This is a party, like, I got, you know, what am I going to wear? Like, mm-hmm. am I, is there going to be, like, a girl there that I like? Like, mm-hmm. pre- I like that they prepped it a lot. Yeah. On both ends with Ren and Lewis. It's a realistic scenario, I think, on both ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's super, it's super relatable. I think it's one of the more relatable episodes. Definitely just in general, one of the Just more. in general, yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, obviously, like, even Stevens is, like, rooted in reality in a sense, but it's mm-hmm. also, like, over the top a lot, right? So, mm-hmm. And this one has the over the top, but then puts it in like a really realistic junior high scenario. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of cool to see. Yeah. I also said, yeah, there's like great Lewis and Tawny development. There's cool sibling stuff too. As I said, it's funny, quotable, and memorable. It's a big moment for Ren and Bobby, even though it's cringy as heck. Oh my gosh, Um, it's so cringy. 
I love it, though. It's awful. Of course, Zach Estrada is back in this one. The saga continues. And, you know, he's a very memorable guy. When I looked back at my review, I was surprised at a lot of the things I said that I didn't really think of for some reason this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that there's so much heart here, which, yeah. yeah. I said Lewis and Rent's plots are interwoven flawlessly, like just them being at the same party and like all of that comes from that. Yeah. And I said, I love that we get two different situations where Shia brings out Lewis's kinder, more sentimental qualities. We see him upset about Tawny and Zach slash obviously crushing on Tawny. And then we see him helping Ren get out of her humiliating situation. Definitely. I said, it's also easily one of, if not my favorite Ren plot, just because it's so ridiculous and seeing her just crumble oh is like, so I don't know. It's, it's just entertaining though. Um, and then I said, there's a lot of fantastic quotes. I laughed a lot watching it. And I had actually written this review on Shia's 32nd birthday. <laughs> June 11th. June 11th, 2018. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely, my top, I mean, I've said this before, like the episodes in my top 10, at least, most of them are interwoven plots. Yep. Um, which is cool. I mean, Matt Dearborn writing and directing, like he understands obviously like the spirit and the heart of the show because he created it, but mm-hmm. it really comes out here especially just the dynamic with Ren and Lewis and you know sometimes you watch we watch episodes and it's like there's maybe one thing in the episode and you're like okay maybe the writer didn't get something about the the show like you know mm. it's not really consistent with the rest of the series maybe yeah there, like there's not anything like that in this episode like there's not going to be that when it's Matt Dearborn writing I know situations like that in other shows yeah. Like where you can you can tell like yeah. some new writer came on and just were yeah. writing for these characters as if they were just characters without thinking of yeah. the dynamics and watching. Yeah. yeah, pretty much every show has a couple moments like that. With this one, it's like the polar opposite where everything is so in line with these characters. I didn't look up who wrote and directed it before I watched it. And then after I was like, oh, that totally makes sense that it's Mad Deer. Because mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. that he did this one. I remember growing up when this episode was on, I was like, yes, yep. this is the episode. Yeah. yeah. I quoted this episode so much. This is, I think this is in my mom's top. I know that we watch it a lot. Yeah. together i think it's one of the most easily likable episodes too yeah of the show just because it grounds it so much yeah yeah it's a good one so plot point time so it starts with ren in the school hallway and ruby is going off on her new york accent spew of gossip again like even what she's saying i'm just like why is this so even stevens like she's just talking about this girl named anita who is going out with a guy whose last name is bath and then she realizes that if they got married she'd go through her whole life as i need a bath basically that's totally like a thing people would think about i think though when you're when you're like 13 and you're like i can't marry this guy it's like you're 13 bro like i need a bath <laughs> um anyway so ren's just sort of tuning her out and then her watch goes off and says it's bobby time <laughs> bobby's apparently really punctual <laughs> <laughs> yeah. honestly he walks through that door at the same time every like, day to the second the minute he walks through that door it is bobby time on the clock yes and then she busts out these binoculars <laughs> yes that have a thing hunko meter and bobby's current distance 65 feet 64 feet 65. i'm like did she implant a chip in bobby deaver without letting him know she had to have had lewis rig this honestly it's like one of those binoculars from like the opera you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like when you go 
It's like one of those ones. Can you imagine if you were in the hallway and you like looked across and someone was just using those? <laughs> like, and you'd be like, what is she looking? Oh, it's Bobby Deaver. Oh my God, but I just love the watch. It's Bobby time. Like for some reason, as soon as her watch did that, I just laughed. <laughs> I funny. laughed so loud because I was like, this is so ridiculous. But I love it because it's a surreal thing, but it's poking fun at how absolutely ridiculous middle school crushes are because that's what it's like no i know it's like it's like when that person you like comes walking through the door or like you're waiting for them like that's the event of your day is like when they came walking through the door it's definitely like a hyperbole of like that moment like when you're a kid yeah like when you're crushing on someone super hard when you're that age that's like all you're mm-hmm. thinking about right oh yeah so you're like okay this is where they're going to be this is what's going to happen. Like, oh, they have practice here at this time, like mm-hmm. on Tuesdays or whatever. Like, you know, those things. Yeah. And I got Ruby's like, you're, you're obsessed. But then like, she's even worse with BB Mac. Well, later on. Later yeah. on. Yeah. That's all I thought about. But, but yeah, it is funny way she's like, oh, this is so unhealthy. And like, I mean, later on, I mean, Ren and Bobby are not healthy <laughs> at all. No, Bobby's not healthy. So aside from that, you know, we don't know that yet. You know, Ren's like, no, like this is not like a crush because apparently all crushes disrupt your schoolwork and make you lose your appetite and you can't sleep. That's not right. <laughs> None of those things, I don't think for me. I definitely sleep well. Uh, definitely eat well. And I definitely, uh, maybe not the schoolwork part, I guess, but that was just me anyway. (laughs) Like, why would you hear the word crush and then immediately say, this is not a crush because I'm sleeping like a baby and my appetite is fine and my schoolwork is not disrupted. I'm like... Yeah, bro, it's definitely a crush. (laughs) Like, you have binoculars. (laughs) I don't understand why she wouldn't think it's a crush. Like, this is definitely, I mean, and I guess when I was harsh on her, like, watching this as a kid, I'm like, man, she's freaking annoying. But then, like, I get it when you say, like, it's over the top and exaggeration. Like, if you watch it with that mindset, I think it's not as bad, but... The exaggeration... Yeah. ...comes from a very, very real place, you but know? the denial, like, who's in denial? Yeah. Like, you know you're crushing on somebody. I mean, she denies it, but then she immediately agrees. She's like, you're right, know, I'm yeah, crushing. She's just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and I love the way she has those threads in her hair. Yeah, like, those were big back then, the little, like, uh, what do they call those? Like I can't remember what, like, the actual name for them, but yeah. Did you ever have those? I tried to always put crap in my hair. Anything I saw on TV, I would try to put in my hair. Yeah, th- those yeah. are big, man. Um, yeah, I just had to point that out because Ren's hair styles throughout this episode. Oh my gosh, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. Are insane. You know it's bad if I'm noticing her hairstyles. <laughs> her hairstyles are next level throughout this whole episode. Oh my god. Ruby, you know, saying like, okay, this crush you have is ridiculous. And she's like, no, it's not a crush. Uh, but then she admits, yeah, I'm totally crushing. And then she goes, so what are you going to do? And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to make my move today or whatever. I'm like, this language. <laughs> and she's like, okay, how are you going to do it? I'm dying. And she's like, I stole his jacket. I'm like, so Ren is a psychopath. I like the plan, though. Fox. No, it is a solid plan. Yeah. No, it makes it. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it's kind of messed up because if it's like raining or cold, like this fool's <laughs> just left with no jacket. But I like, mean, not just that. It's like you're starting your relationship on thievery. On a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, saw, you stole his jacket. Like your whole relationship is starting on a lie. You're right. Like, That's like one of those things where like later on you're like, ah, like, you know, you tell everybody. 
Yeah, like, oh, by the way, you know, we only met at the Lost and Found because I stole your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> How is it that Ren hasn't even spoken to him yet? Or like, she's acting like she's never even met him. Well, maybe their school is big. She sees him right down the hall. <laughs> Apparently yeah. multiple times a day if it's Bobby time. I don't know. It's already been established that Ren is popular. Yeah. And so it's like, if she's one of the most popular girls in school, how has she not met or spoken to the most popular boy at school? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, eh. And then at the end of the episode, it confirmed what I was saying. I was like, okay, of course. he. W- there's no way he was unaware of her existence, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it ends with that little just sentence of, I stole his jacket. <laughs> and Ruby's like, okay. <laughs> then it cuts to outside of the school where Zach Estrada, good old Zach Estrada, invites Lewis to his house party and says, you know, party starts at eight and we can just kick it to whatever or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And also Zach Estrada's pants, before I forget, in the scene are also oh, yeah. insane. They're ridiculous. No, nowhere near as insane as the bright orange parachute pants he had on an easy way, but they're still parachute pants. Yeah. And they have like lime green accents like up on his butt and like in between his legs. I'm like, what was the fashion? I don't understand. <laughs> it is insane. But yeah, so he invites Lewis and Lewis uh, says one of his first great lines yeah. in the episode. Yeah, well, uh, Zach, that sounds like a big stinky pile of fun. But uh, there's this documentary on the history of coleslaw that I can't miss. Lewis finds out that Twitty and Tawny are going to be going to the party because, you know, Twitty's like, oh, yeah, his last one was amazing, man. Like, so fun. And and I love the way Zach says, yeah, my mom got, like, some major snackage. I'm like, first of all, no one ever spoke like this. Uh, people say snackage. People say things with edge at the end yeah because i feel like on tv you see so many people take words and just like add a little thing to it no i've heard i've heard people say some sna- major snackage that i mean like the 90s has some weird sayings yeah oh yeah i know is that like the beginning of brink where they're like dude lateness and then he says dude choreness <laughs> <laughs> i like that at least when i was a kid watching this stuff on tv i was saying I and no one I know talks like this. <laughs> like, well, well, it's like people say weird things and like clueless, but then like that sparked like people said it because they saw it in clueless mm. or like same with like mean girls, you know, I do like in this scene how Twitty and Zach have like a secret handshake though. Mm hmm. Because I feel like there's always been this thing. He is a rival to Lewis, basically, in the sense that his best guy friend is cool with him somehow and the girl he likes Zach is crushing on her. So it's just like Lewis just both yeah. ways. He's just like, this is, I hate this guy. <laughs> Zach's an idiot, right? Like that's his whole thing. He's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then Lewis is actually like super smart, but everyone thinks he's stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everyone thinks this dude's cool, but he's dumber than me. And everyone thinks I'm stupid, but like yeah. I'm a dork. I like the rivalry because it's totally realistic. You know, like mm-hmm. you see someone, you're like, why does everyone think that person's cool? But I love how this is almost like exactly the same as Easy Way when they do a close up on Lewis and he's looking between Tawny and Zach and Zach and Tawny and Tawny and Zach. Like he's seeing the conversation happen. Yeah. And he's putting it together in his head. He's like, wait a minute. She's not going to that party without me. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, that, that Cold Slot documentary, that's next week on the 10th. I can make it. 
Yeah, he got the fifth and the tenth mixed up, apparently. Yep. <laughs> you know, not the same day of the week, but... That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, that's only five days apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, basically, the group sort of disperses, but not before Tawny says, You know what, Lewis? I don't think I've ever seen you dance. Dot, dot, dot. Walks away. <laughs> and then that just leaves Lewis to crumble and spiral. Because he's like, oh, wait, I just realized. Because then, again, Twitty goes back to, like, the whole helping and hurting thing. By saying, like, oh, yeah, man, he throws the best party. It's like one whole nonstop dance jam. And then, like, Lewis kind of does that stop and starting thing again where he's like... So, wait, nonstop. Wait, I have to dance then, right? You don't have to. Okay. Yeah, you could just spend the whole night leaning against the loser wall. I love when he does that. There's helping Again, helping and hurting. Yeah, yeah whole, this whole episode, Twitty is helping and hurting. Yeah, so that's pretty much that. So now Lewis realizes that if he's going to go to this party, he's going to need to know how to dance or something so he doesn't make a fool of himself. Then it cuts to the lost and found at the school office, which of course... Oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. Which of course, though, Ren is in charge of, yeah. the lost and found. Yeah. <laughs> so... So let's make that note first. Putting other people's retainers in people's mouths. Literally, I put that as a note. I said, this is so freaking nasty. First of all, how many kids are losing retainers at this school? And wouldn't this girl know what her retainer looks like? She's just like, here, put this, try this one on. I'm like, no. Did you at least put these through like a hot glaze first or like something? to like like disinfect them. Jeez. Oh my God, it's it's a funny little bit, but it's so nasty though. It's gross. Also, it's so like she just lets this girl walk away with someone else's retainer, mm-hmm. and doesn't even you know she's just like, okay, yeah, bye, see you later, don't be a stranger. You'll grow into it. That's not how teeth work. Yeah, she's like, it's a little loose. Well, you'll grow into it. Goodbye. <laughs> and so she's kicking this chick out because she was telling Ruby, who was already in there, uh, who said smelled Bobby's jacket and said, mm, Bobby Diva's jacket even smells cute. I'm like, seriously? Ren says how she got it, which, you know, it was very careless of him to leave it on the back of his chair unattended. <laughs> and since I am in charge of the lost and found, I knew he had to get it back from little old me, which is a good plan, honestly. Really good. It's a solid plan. Uh, but then I was like, how does she expect that conversation to go, though? It's like, here's your jacket. By the way, hi. <laughs> What else are you going to say? Don't try that Salisbury steak. (laughs) That's her time to finally use that line. Yes. That's her time. Yeah, I didn't realize this is right after Movie Madness. So this is kind of perfect. One right into the other of her trying to say how she feels to Bobby or like approach him in some way. Ruby leaves and then (laughs) Ren hops on the intercom. The way she sits down and she like pops up her knee all dramatically. And it's, Bobby Deaver, please come to the Lost and Found. Bobby Deaver, please come to the Lost and Found. <laughs> like, he's going to hear it and be like, ooh, that's a sexy voice. I'm going to go. <laughs> exactly. Like, she says it in this voice. And I'm just like, this is so hilarious. And so then she goes and, like, casually, not so casually stands, like, right at the desk and is, like, just holding the jacket and waiting. Like, if he came, if I went walking in and the person was, like, greeting me like that, holding my jacket... <laughs> That would be so weird. <laughs> hey, Brittany, here's your jacket ready Just to all, go. All prepped and ready to go. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, it is. So Ren is um, 
standing there eagerly awaiting uh, Bobby to walk through the door. And it's Lewis instead, which is just always funny. The anticipation's building and building. The doorknob is turning. And then it's Lewis just bolts through the door. And Ren's like, oh, Jesus. The very first thing he says when he comes in is just, Bobby, Bobby Deaver, isn't that the kid you got the hots for? <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. And so she's like, Lewis, what are you doing here? And he's like, well... Another good line. Miss Mason called me a detriment to the learning process. So I thanked her, and uh, for some reason, she sent me to the office. Lewis, Ren, relax, it's decaf. I think I should ask you to introduce me to this diva kid. I think there's a few things he needs to know about. Wait, like what? That, um, you get car sick, and that sometimes you get corn in your braces, which is really disgusting. And, uh... That you still sleep with a stuffed animal? Well, you just leave Mr. Pookie out of this. My favorite, one of my favorite ones is right here when, you know, he goes over to make himself some coffee. And then Ren's like, Lewis! And then, Ren, relax, it's decaf. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so then Lewis starts saying like, oh, you know, the fact that, you know, you get corn in your braces and you still sleep with a stuffed animal. Another Mr. Pookie name drop. And we see him as well again in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... You know, Lewis is like, nah, I can't, I can't just, I can't leave it out. I, I can't do it. And so what does she do? She goes, runs back over to the intercom. Bobby Deaver, do not come to the office. Do not come to the office. <laughs> Imagine being the kids at the school, hearing those announcements within like two minutes of each other. I, I'd be like, what was the need for the dramatic retraction? <laughs> yeah, if I was Bobby Deaver and I heard the first one, I'd be like, ah, oh, sweet. Someone found my jacket. And he's all like walking. He's like, ah, man, I guess it's not there. Like, no, but I mean, like, the dramatic difference in the voice. Like, Bobby Deaver, please come to the Lost and Found. Two minutes later, Bobby Deaver, do not come to the office. Do yeah. not come to the office. <laughs> There's an assassin here, and he's going to kill you. <laughs> Whatever you do, stay away from the Lost and Found. I was just imagining being a student at that school and hearing the first one and then hearing the second one and having it just be this massive mystery. For the rest of your life, you'll be like, what was the that one time when Bobby Deaver? What was that all about? Oh, that is funny. Oh, man. So then it cuts to Lewis's room and he's dancing to some generic music. Dude, are you even listening to the music? Yes, yeah, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Okay, so I got a story about this. Okay, so this like swing, this skip move that he does. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I think I might have told you. I don't know. Probably. So my best friend Adam and I, when we were in junior high at this dances, and we would do the skip move. Like, you know, how people. when I was in high, in junior high, there were these big things where people would be in, like, breakdance circles mm-hmm. where, like, everyone would, like, gather around. I don't know if they still do this. Mm-hmm. And, like, someone would be in the middle doing all this, like, crazy, like, cool stuff, yep. right? Popping and locking, whatever. And, like, <laughs> my friend Adam and I would be like, okay, ready, go. And we'd jump in the middle and we just start doing this skipping thing. And people, <laughs> would, and people were, like, booing us. And people got, like, really upset. And they were, like, pushing us. And we did this at every dance. We had 10 dances or so a year. And for two mm-hmm. years, we did this. And this is like all the schools in the area, right? So we get the mm-hmm. high school where like all the, like everyone from all the around surrounding schools, like they all go to the same high school. And, uh, and people literally were like, dude, you guys are the skipping guys. And like, we kind of like made a name for ourselves before anyone knew who we were because you we, guys are the skipping, we the skipping guys. guys, you know, seriously, like everyone knew who we were because of this skipping thing. It was great. That is funny. And so Lewis is doing this whole thing. And uh, 
when he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about working in some arms. Uh, I think you're thinking too much. <laughs> I think you're thinking too much. I love Tweety. And, and then just immediately, just, okay, let me see the arms. <laughs> All right, let me see. I, maybe it'll be, it's got to be better than what's happening right now. <laughs> let me see the arms. <laughs> and it's just 10 times worse. And he stops the music. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> I love that. This, this might be my favorite scene in the entire season. Just this yeah, skipping it's good. scene. Oh, and then, man, it's so good. And then all this dialogue, all this dialogue. Is yeah, really and it's, yeah, it's not just physical comedy. It's also, like, all this really good straight man stuff. And then, like, Lewis just being Lewis. I know. I love that, though. Uh, the uh, Lewis, um, as your friend and uh, as a concerned citizen, I can't let you do that in public. You're going to hurt somebody. They use that all the time in the promos. Really? Yeah, they can't let you do that in public part. But you're not. But I know they use the concerned citizen line another time in the series, too. I think Ren says it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she definitely says it another mm. time. And I wonder if uh, Dearborn wrote the other episode where she says that. I know, yeah. If he just likes the concerned citizen line. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so then there's like this whole bit of dialogue here that's just so good. I'll probably put in a clip because I love it. Not everybody dances, man. Look, tomorrow night at Zach's party, it's the real deal, you know? It's not some some bar mitzvah. It's not some kid's birthday party, you know? This is a party for no good reason, and I will be dancing. And plus, you don't want Tony and Zach dancing together. No, that wouldn't be too comfy, Twitty. My favorite line, I think, in this episode is, no, that wouldn't be too comfy. Yeah, that wouldn't be 20. too comfy, Twitty. <laughs> use that one. I mean, I've used so many lines from this episode. So mm-hmm. many times. And dance moves. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Yeah, but that wouldn't be too comfy. I use that all the time. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and so he's like, you got one day to learn to dance. He's like, yep, one day. Cut to a fast motion of him looking through the yellow pages. Whereas, you know, today he would just whip out his uh, iPhone search dance lessons. <laughs> Stance lessons near me or something. And bam. But looking through the yellow pages, um, an interesting to note on Disney Plus, they cut out the fast motion bit of him searching through all the pages and it just cuts straight to him finding the one. That's so weird. And it's beca- you know why? Because there are other numbers that can be seen. Oh, come on, what is it with them and the numbers? I know, because like when you look at the original, like as he's flipping, you can get pretty clear shots of like other numbers. And so I guess they were like, we're not going to blur out 0.5 seconds on each page. Like tw- numbers from like 20 years ago? Exactly, we're just going to cut out that whole fast motion sequence and just cut to him putting his finger on the ad. And they blurred out the phone number for the thing on it too. They left the address, though. The address really? isn't a real address. The address is a real address. Like if you, st- I didn't even think to look at it. it I, I thought to after our uh, exploration with the phone numbers in our one of our last episodes. It's a real address, but like not where they say it is. What, what's the address? Do you remember? It's like something something J Street, Sacramento, but it has the wrong uh, zip code. I don't understand. It'd probably take them less time to actually test these numbers than it would to blur them. Yeah, it's just weird. So anyway, so Lewis lands on an ad for Betty London's Dance Cabana, um, which is funny because, I don't know if you noticed, you know, it says, learn the latest dances, but it says lastest. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a typo in in the yellow pages that says lastest dances. And so I'm saying, I was going to say that she should be 
sued for false advertising, but then again, she didn't write the latest dances. She wrote the lastest dances. That's true. It's Lewis's fault for reading latest. <laughs> As you see here, it says lastest. <laughs> so, your honor. Your honor. So he shows up and it's like a bunch of elderly people who are there to learn the tango and learn the rumba and learn her favorite, the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. And then, uh, okay, um, your ad said we'd learn the latest dances. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I opened this place back in 57, these were the latest dances. Let's go. <laughs> the lady has a point, but, uh, false advertising. And that's one little loophole there she found. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't understand why in all that time she didn't think to update her advertising or change her curriculum with the time. And I do think it's adorable that Lewis actually went out to a dance class in preparation for this party. Oh, yeah. He wanted to make it. He's dedicated. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have schoolwork to do, so. It's just cute seeing him standing there among all these elderly people like, um, (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. So I'm just going to get my refund and boogie on home. (laughs) And then uh, now I'm making you my special project. And then cuts to like a little montage of him learning a few dances, mingling with some of the elderly people (laughs) and a guy cleaning (laughs) his dentures. And I love it. The face Shia makes is so good. (laughs) That one face he does. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this montage is where I got the music for our trivia section. Yeah. Yep. So it, it just sounded like good trivia music to me. Yeah. I was like, what would be good for trivia? I was like, for some reason, this sort of sounds like a Jeopardy kind of vibe to it with the little mallet. Yeah. It just fit the vibe. So that's what I went with for our <laughs> trivia section music. And it always gets stuck in my head. Yeah, it's been stuck in my head since I watched it. It's like, uh, it's kind of like that, it's like a Tiki song, you know, like one of those old, like Tiki jazz. It's just funny. Like just all the music on Even Steve is just makes me laugh in one way or another. Like, it's just so funny. (laughs) It's really, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's like really catchy, but not in a way where it's like, oh, I would listen to this. Like it's, oh yeah, no, it's just, you know what I mean? But it's just catchy and like a, it's a small world type of way. So the next scene cuts back to the Stevens house. Eileen is like working on some stuff in the dining room when suddenly Ren screeches as if she's being murdered. And Eileen runs out to help her see what's going on. And Ren, the very next thing she says is, no, that's great. (laughs) And Eileen's like, oh my God. (laughs) Like this was around that time where like, Kids, when they're excited, they scream like they're in pain and parents just don't get it, like sort of thing, you know? (laughs) No, totally. And so basically, Ren's on the phone with Ruby, who was telling her like, oh yeah, well, Bobby's going to be at uh, Zach Estrada's party, so now you got like your second chance to like go up and talk to him or like make something happen. And so now she's all excited. She's like, oh my God, guess what? I'm going to Zach Estrada's party. And I never knew what she was saying here, but then I figured it out, I guess. And AKA, then, the AKA part? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she, she, I looked at the subtitles, but I thought it, I also thought she said like Colby, like that was his middle name or something. Yes. I never knew, but yeah, it's just AKA call me Bobby. Yeah. I couldn't, like, I never knew if she was saying call me or Colby. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. I don't, I don't even know what she used to say. I thought she was just saying some nonsense or something. I have no idea. AKA Carl <laughs> I don't even know. It's like Adam Sandler. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. Just some little, 
da da da. Ruby and I are going to Zach's party, and Robert, aka Call Me Bobby Deaver, is going to be there. And I can't think of a better way to say hi. Glad to meet ya. Zach Estrada's party? Yeah. Oh no, this is great. This is perfect because I promised to drive Lewis there at 7.30, so what did you say? Lewis is going to Zach's party. Ah, this is, this is just great. Oh. First of all... Is this a real hairstyle? That's what I was going to say. Okay. First of all, okay, this is similar to her hairstyle in Swap.com. Yeah. Uh, when Lewis is on the door, she has basically the same hairstyle, but in pigtails. Yeah. With, like, the blue... Yeah, that it looks better like that than like this, though. Yes. In this, it's just one long ponytail sticking out in the back now because she's put all these different blue elastics all the way down it. Some like Egyptian coil hairstyle or something. No, it's just a weird product of the 2000s. I don't never seen anyone do this, but it looks terrible. I've done the one with the pigtail version. See, that doesn't look as bad, but this one looks like something's wrong with you. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's one way to put it. Oh, yeah. Well, no offense. Don't know who is in charge of hair on this right now, but wow. We see Ren hugging Mr. Pookie in this scene as well as she's on the phone and then standing there talking with Eileen. Ren has this whole thing built up where it's like, it's her perfectionism thing again. And then also just like her needing to be in control of everything, thinking everything's going to go her way. Then just this one little thing of Eileen saying that Lewis is also going to the party. Her world just explodes. Like, Like they just zoom in on her, the office style. They just like zoom in like as soon as Eileen says, because I said I'd drop Lewis. What did you say? <laughs> Apparently, Eileen doesn't need to pick them up from the party, though, because... I know, I know. Ren just comes walking home, yeah. And she doesn't even know where Lewis is. She's like, oh, is Lewis still there? You're not picking him up? <laughs> I know, you're right, exactly. Because I like to think that Lewis, as much as he, like, pretends that he was he would embarrass her, I don't think he would have done anything yeah. that, you know what I mean? I think it's just that it's going to be, it's like this, this elevated social event. Yeah, yeah. That's just sort of like, eh, I don't want to have to be there with my brother who I know is ridiculous sometimes. And- I hate this, like, controlling side of Ren where it's like, the same thing in Secret World of Girls where she has, like, this whole contract, was that, yeah, where she has a whole, like, contract for her parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that stuff just gets to me. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it is weird. Yeah. I mean, both characters get self-centered a lot, but. Mm-hmm. Just this one aspect, I don't know, it just bothered me. This is when Eileen, I think, flat out says for once, you know, you and Lewis are only a year apart. Mm-hmm. You go to the same school. You're going to have to face the fact that you're going to be in social situations together. And, you know, Ren's just like, any one, but this one. And I'm like, nah, she probably would have been complaining no matter what it was. <laughs> but then it's great. So, Ren, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then she just imagines... Okay, Bobby, up next in the Ren Stevens Festival of Humiliation. <laughs> I took this one by myself. It's called Ren Eats a Bad Clam. And she just lights up the screen. <laughs> Aww. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> like, I just... He brings a slide projector to the party. I love where they're sitting there eating popcorn and Shia is doing that laugh that I love. Oh my god, and Christy having to have posed draped around a toilet yeah. for these pictures. 
It's like the dingiest lighting ever. Imagine that photo shoot having to take place for this episode. Okay, so Christy, um, just like put your hand around the toilet bowl, just pose, you know, you're sick. Yeah, and so Ren's extra dramatic. Why is this happening to me? I'm like, this? What is this happening to you? Like, you know what I mean? It's like nothing's happened yet. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she's so dramatic. Hey, but this is what she gets though, right? What do you mean? Later on, what happens? Oh, I know. Her trying to be over-controlling always blows up in her face. Yeah. We see this more than once. Like, her wanting really badly to get her braces off for her yearbook picture blows up in her face. Yeah. Her wanting to get best smile and all this stuff in the yearbook blows up in her face when she gets best class clown or whatever because of what she was trying to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, things like this always go wrong for her um, because of how controlling she tries to be about it. Yeah. So... I like that they show that dynamic. Lewis is just whatever about so much stuff. In the class picture, like, he gets a nice picture, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even care. And then she wants the picture to be nice, and then she looks like a yeah. chipmunk. It's just funny. Yep. I love those <laughs> little t- touches, yeah. So it cuts to Lewis's room, and he's on the phone with Twitty. And this is also another thing where I got from our little soundbite. For your information. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the rumba is a dance that doesn't never, you know, never goes out of style, my friend. And then he's like, Twi- Twitty? Alan? Like he says Alan, <laughs> yeah, he which does. he hardly ever says. I think that's like one of the only times he says it. Because later on, he doesn't even know who Alan is. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot already. So he knew at one point, and then Ren says, you know, Alan had to go bye-bye, which I'm like, what? Okay. Ren's like, yeah, we're going to the same party. I whipped up this little agreement. And he's like, agreement? Anti-embarrassment pact? Ren, I don't have time for this stuff. I have problems of my own. People still do the rumba, right? Yeah, whatever. Read it. It's to ensure that both of us will have a pleasant and humiliation-free evening. Read it. Like, it's like he's going to read all that fine print and ridiculous... Like, how did she... Again, that's just, like, the ridiculousness of how she just whipped that up. It's like a 15-page thing. Like, she's going to sue him if he doesn't... Yeah, and then he's like, no, no talking provision. What's that? You are not to talk to me. And I'm like, she sort of, uh... Mess things up for herself there, which we see later. Yep. But it's such it's such a good moment. Yeah. So basically, you know, she tells him, okay, what if I dedicated all my time to making your life a living hell? Which I'll do if you don't sign this. <laughs> so that's a crime that was just committed. Like blackmail? Coercion or something? Maybe. There's a word for it. I can't think of it. And then I never got it either when she goes, press hard because the top copy's yours. I th- always think about that. I'm like... You, she, I think the line was supposed to be because the bottom copy is yours. Because why would she not want the original? Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. I think she messed it up. But Anyway, yeah, so cut to the party. Everyone's walking into this house and everyone's just smiling and walking around. And there's this song that's playing. I don't know if you catch these lyrics. I shazammed it. I was trying to find it. I can not find anything. I actually like this song. Yeah, it's always stuck in my head. It's like a female smash mouth or something. <laughs> but the lyrics, like the first verse when like Bobby's walking in the door and stuff, it's like, you know, there's something kind of sexy about the way you use your smile or something like that. I'm <laughs> like, there's something kind of sexy. I'm like, all right, we're getting into the party. Like, this, this is what I meant. I'm like, this is a high school party or something. This is a middle school party with these lyrics right out the gate. This hook is killer, though. I know. Everything is all right. Having a good time 
I know. I can't understand what she said. I looked up the lyrics too. I was trying to find it. I was like, man, I've always liked that song. Uh, and it's so funny because there's that one kid that they follow through the party. <laughs> I love that one. He's like pointing at me, fingering pistols and stuff. This kid, he has spiky hair. The puka shell necklace, yeah. a Hawaiian shirt, and he's like tan. When he goes off when he's dancing, yeah. when he just suddenly goes up to that girl and he's just like, hey, hey, he's body rolling and like all this <laughs> He's stuff. walking through like a stereotype. Every <laughs> stereotype you see in like old high school parties and stuff. <laughs> but just the way he's dancing, like he's supposed to look like a super good dancer and super cool, but he just looks so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> and like Lewis is looking at him like, oh man, I wish I could dance like that guy. I'm like, can you imagine Lewis dancing like that? <laughs> so it'd be so ridiculous. <laughs> It just is not meant to be. It's just not supposed to happen. And so then Twitty shows up in his, like, fancy party Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. he got the shell necklace kind of thing going on, too. And he kind of does that little walk, too, a little bit, you know? Oh, Twitty? Yeah. yeah. Twitty's like, hey, man, like, I was just teasing you about your dancing. Like, you should get out there because Tawny arrives. And it's such a sweet moment, right? When she comes walking in the door and she like waves to Lewis and Twitty and like Lewis just makes this face like that like relieved face of like, oh my God, there's Tawny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always love that moment. It's so cute. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's so real. Yeah. And that's what I think, like we're saying, like this episode just in general is super real, especially I think like the Lewis and Tawny thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's like that one little thing where a girl walks by Twitty. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like in the middle of talking to Lewis, and then the girl walks by. He's like checking out the girl as she walks by, and then he's like, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) And then this is when, yeah, Lewis starts dancing and looks like he's like suffering a muscle spasm or something. I don't know. (laughs) And we get an introduction. Yep, Monique. Lewis, are you okay? Yeah, Monique, I'm fine. Are you sure? Because you don't look so good. Maybe you should go lie down. No, I'm fine. Then it cuts to Ren in the bathroom upstairs trying to primp herself to get ready to go speak to Bobby. And her hair, I don't know what was going through our heads at this time in history. They look like jumbo-sized crinkle fries. (laughs) So her hair is crimped within an inch of its life with random butterfly clips and stuff just hooked in all different places. She was begging for the tree to attach itself to her head. <laughs> Earlier, I had commented um, in my review saying that everyone deserves a friend as honest as Twitty when he tells him, like, I can't let you dance like that in public. Because Ruby... The opposite. Straight up lying to Ren. <laughs> I mean, at the time, we probably, obviously, we thought this hairstyle looked good for some reason. But at the same time, I'm just like, Ruby, you should have told her it was too much. Because Ren's like, it's not too much, is it? No! nonsense of course not you look perfect i'm like oh my god well um hmm but yeah yeah, ren also has on a purple shirt and purple eyeshadow which purple is something they they keep very consistent with her character it's pretty much like her favorite color her Mm -hmm. room's purple her phone's purple um but no i do love when you know ren's in the bathroom and then the knock starts on the door and it's this ridiculously long complicated knock and then ren opens the door and it's ruby and she goes i wasn't done with the secret knock yet it could have been anyone (laughs) yeah why does she need a secret knock like if it was someone else she could be like yeah i'm in here so like i'm not done (laughs) i know but it's just so funny the fact that the knock has to be like five minutes long or else it could be anyone 
dot, 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 or something yeah. would be enough. <laughs> Not like, like they actually sat down and concocted this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think just anyone would have been knocking on the door that much. So Ruby gives Ren the rundown about what's going on with Bobby, about how he just talked to this person and this person about this and that. And now he's walking into the kitchen to get a pretzel. Like, how does Ruby get the the complete play-by-play? And the other guy, the guy he was talking to was eating a pretzel. No, Bobby's eating a pretzel, too. Was he? Yeah, because she said Bobby's going to get himself yeah, yeah, a pretzel. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I didn't notice him with the pretzel. I noticed the other guy with the pretzel. Oh, yeah, Bobby's holding one. Yep. Huh, okay. I know, but I like that, though, right? Yeah. Give him the pretzel. It's just one little throwaway line, but they have him eating the pretzel. But, yeah, and so Ren... You know, takes a deep breath and goes walking towards Bobby, about to like tap him on the shoulder to have him turn around and say hi. And then her hair just gets caught in this giant like bush plant that's like hanging off of this bookshelf. Oh man, this was the funniest thing ever to me for so long. Me too. And I still laugh. I still laugh when I think about it, mainly because. They just keep showing a bunch of different hard cuts. Of her, like, struggling and stuff. Yeah, like, it almost, like, keeps resetting. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, implying she's been struggling for, like, five minutes, trying to get her yep. head out of the tree. <laughs> just, like, a bunch of different cuts. And then that one time where she's like, ow! <laughs> yeah, it's implying that she's been struggling for a long time, and this romantic music is still playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. That we hear all the time. I love that music. <laughs> Yeah, and she's struggling, and then she tries to play it off when someone walks by. She's like, uh, "Hi, hi." <laughs> like if I was like, Bobby doesn't even notice all this commotion behind him or anything. Well, he's ridiculous anyway. He's a weirdo. That's she's in a pretzel. But yeah, it's just the way she's like, "Hi, hi." <laughs> just trying to play it off, you know. This is part of my look tonight. Yeah, but then Lewis pops up. Hey, Ren. I know under Article Four, I'm not supposed to talk to you tonight but um thought you should know you have a tree growing out of your head it's scary, scary. <laughs> and then she finally gets out from the plant and she has remnants of this plant just all in her hair and she just goes walking straight back to the bathroom and i love how those there those two guys at the end of the hall see her and they're laughing at her oh yeah it's true i think this is a real house by the way i wanted to say oh yeah definitely it seems like i think one. they filmed it in an actual house also it wouldn't be worth building an entire other house set. yeah yeah so then it cuts to lewis and tawny downstairs which i love this too this is like the perfect junior high awkwardness situation when you like someone and you know like they're friends of course so they're like kind of chilling at first just sort of talking she's like oh yeah did you try these jalapeno puffs like zach's right they're great and he has that other line about, yeah, these are great. These put cashews to shame. Cashews the most, like, basic party snack. Yep. Yeah. Then the song starts playing, and T- Tawny's like, oh, I love this song. And I, and I love what he says, too. Yes, it is a catchy melody. <laughs> and then that line of, yeah, but- you know, I heard, heard the drummer died in a tragic mm-hmm. shaving accident. And, you know, Tawny's just like, <laughs> Lewis. Uh, you know, and they just stare at each other awkwardly while this song is playing. And there's, like, obviously that unspoken tension between them. Like, they want to dance with each other, but neither of them's asking. Yeah. And then Tawny, you know, Tawny being Tawny, being awesome, is just like, hey, yeah, Lewis, you want to dance? But then Lewis still being 
too immature to just be like, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I haven't uh, stretched yet. I haven't, you know, done whatever. And then obviously Tawny's like, okay. But it's like he's willing to take the L. Like in his head, he's going to look like an idiot trying to dance. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think he'd rather just, and I was the same way. I wasn't, I've never been a dancer. In fact, I've always resorted to just being like an idiot because I think it, yeah. he, making people laugh to me is is just the way I cope with it because mm-hmm. I rather just look silly on purpose than mm-hmm. like try to dance and then look silly you know what I mean yeah so like growing up I mean now like I like I'll dance now it's not a big deal but like growing up like I was not a dancer seeing him like I get this scene someone asks you to dance and you're like I don't know how to dance just super awkward but I just think you know it's it's sad <laughs> it's a it's a sad yeah one. it is sad because um, you want she really wants to dance with him yeah, yeah but i think and she's the but she's looking at it as him being immature yeah about being like, like oh he obviously just doesn't want to dance with me or whatever but that's why either way though i still like the way zach comes over and he's like hey tawny you want to dance she's like yeah sure like no hesitation because she's like well lewis like what do you want me to do like i'm not gonna just like stand around and like wait for you to be ready to dance with me. No, I'm wait. No, and no, I'm waiting for Lewis to stretch. Honestly, you know. And so she just hands him the jalapeno puffs and goes yeah, off with that. Yeah, it's not like they're dating yet, so it's like yeah. yeah. And so, but I think it's just so funny when she goes to dance with Zach and like they don't just stand face to face and start dancing what does she do she goes in front of him and they start doing like this intricate like (laughs) (laughs) they've rehearsed this (laughs) what is this move (laughs) this like intricate like side sway thing where they like look at each other over their shoulders (laughs) my wife and I should rehearse this dance move and just do it at like every wedding we go to because I remember I was dying laughing one day about this. I was like, Ma, if someone asked you to dance, would you go over to them and just suddenly go like... <laughs> so how do you want to dance? Oh, let's do that like weird, that sway thing where like we go opposite sides. Okay, let's go. And then <laughs> like they just both... <laughs> sway things where we go opposite sides and I look at you over my shoulder each oh, time. Oh yeah, I know that one. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I know that one. <laughs> Oh, that one. Like, they yeah. didn't even talk about it. They just started doing it. Exactly. They just go straight to the floor and just go right to bam. They, just, <laughs> and they cut, And they cut back to them a few other times, and they're still doing that move. Yes. But you can tell that it's the same footage. It's like it's like the same exact clip that they used earlier, just again. And I'm like, wow, they're still going. And then how does Twitty say, oh, they look really cute together? And then they're just doing that. And I can't with Zach either. He's like, hands above the head, like... Like, if that was a few years later, that would be considered freak dancing. Honestly! Like, one time my wife and I, I we were at a high school when we were back in... She was in high school and I was, like, a freshman in college or whatever. Mm-hmm. We went to high school dance and I would, I, we were just standing and I just kind of was, like, had my arms around her and she was in front of me. We weren't dancing or anything. Right? We just, I was, mm-hmm. like, you know, holding her, like, cupcake style, like, back in the day. Yeah. And we got in trouble and they called our parents. I know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, our high school, um, my high school dances, we had one dance. We're in the city, okay? So, we had one dance, and then they said, yeah, we can't have dances anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's it. I was horrified. I mean, people were on the floor. Let's just put it that way. No, yeah. (laughs) People were doing, I, it's not appropriate for me to say in this podcast, but yeah, people were doing stuff. Yeah. 
It was, I was horrified. I was a 14 year old freshman going to this dance, expecting it to be like my middle school dances. I wonder if people still dance like that now or if that's like come and gone. I don't know, but yeah. And so Lewis just sort of retreats to lean against the wall and he looks up and notices that there's, you know, freaking giant loser wall light flashing, which is obviously a surreal thing. Um, but it's great. I like this one because, yeah. you know, it's an over-exaggeration and it ties back to what Twitty said earlier in the episode, where it's like, here's the loser wall. <laughs> There's like an actual loser wall. <laughs> yep. That's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Taking a metaphor and then just like making it an actual thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They do that, they do that a few times. I like when they do that. And, I, and this always stuck with me as a kid, the loser wall. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's like a bunch of nerds against the wall. Wasn't there a kid with, like, headgear, of course? <laughs> Always got to be a kid with headgear. Yeah, so now Ren's back in the bathroom with Ruby, and Ruby's trying to help her get all the leaves out of her hair. You know, Ruby's like, oh, it would be a lot easier if I had some scissors or something. And now, yeah, now there's, like, a line of kids, like, waiting to go use the bathroom. This is kind of Ren being... Like, she's taking up the whole bathroom. There's one downstairs. I know, there's one downstairs, but, like... You know what I mean? Though still, they're just like turning people away. Yeah. It's like Ren needs to be in this bathroom for her meltdown happening right now. Use somewhere else. Go use the one over at the gas station. <laughs> and so Ren like climbs up on the toilet to start looking. And and doesn't lower the toilet seat. She does it with the toilet seat up. Who does that? That's her first mistake. She deserved her foot to get stuck in this toilet. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, here's the tweezers. And then she slips and you don't hear any noise. You don't hear any splash. You don't hear anything. It's just whoop. And she just falls. So then she's like, I'm jinxed because my foot is now stuck in the toilet. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, Ren? What do you want? What do you want? Have anything you'd like to say about that? <laughs> I got something in a minute, but yeah. Keep going. It just does a quick cut back to Lewis watching Tawny and Zach dancing together again. Uh, and now, yeah, I think that's when Twitty, Twitty said, like, oh, yeah, they look pretty good together, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. And, like, just goes to walk upstairs instead of leave, which, okay. Um, and so Lewis walks upstairs. Suddenly he's, like, reading a book as he, like, walks by the bathroom. But I know. I love that he was reading a book. Uh, but before that, Ruby's, you know, they cut back to the bathroom with Ruby and Ren. And Ren's like, okay, so you're just telling me to flush the toilet and it will blow my foot out she's like i'm saying it's like giving your foot the heimlich and she's like all right i'm like this is why like ruby's friendship skills right now she's just everything is just going down the tubes literally the toilet just blows all the water into ren's face and ren keeps her mouth open oh my god i know disgusting in tv shows when something falls on someone or whatever they keep their mouths open why is that a thing i don't know because it's more dramatic I'd be, like, pinching my lips closed. Oh, my God. Yeah, if toilet water was rushing towards my face, I would literally be like, oh, first thing I would do is block my face. But Ren is like, she has her her mouth wide open. And by the way, the jury is still out of whether or not she looks better after this happens. Oh, yeah, she does actually look better after. Because, like, her hair doesn't look all jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. Her eye makeup's running. Yeah. But yeah, is is that what would happen if you flushed it? Would the water rush back I out? Or would it just... I don't know. I was thinking. About, I always think about that. 
I always think it would just it would go down and then your foot. It would just would yeah, it would like the clog water. the toilet. Yeah. Like when the toilet clogs, it doesn't just backfire all over the place. <laughs> you know? I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to get your foot out of the toilet. No. But in the name of comedy. Sitcom reasons, as yeah. we've said before. But yeah, I love it. So Lewis goes walking by. Uh, Ruby opens the door, like just yanks Lewis in. She's like, oh, Lewis, great, fine, come in. And the people in line are like, what is happening in there? And then I, I can't help but laugh, though. I'm sorry. As soon as Lewis <laughs> sees Red, he just goes <laughs> like, <laughs> he does the laugh. It's so good. <laughs> I thought I was having a lousy night. Lewis, please, we need your help. <laughs> it's so good. I just laugh It's like every poetic time. justice. It's so good. Oh, and I God. love how he has the contract in his pocket. But then that's where it gets so serious, right? Yeah. My help. Well, there must be something in here somewhere about help, right, Ren? Lewis. Stop it. I was wrong. But it's really hard to like someone and not have them know how you feel. I know that you can't relate to this now, but someday you will. But you'd be surprised. Listen, Ren, I know it's not in the contract, but I'm going to get you out of here. I like this moment, though. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And this is when Lewis says, though, you'd, oh, you'd be, be surprised. surprised. Yeah. Yep. We, you know, we both, we get to see both of the siblings in this sort of kind of similar situation. And, and I like how Matt, like, he cuts to Ren kind of realizing, oh, maybe Lewis is kind of crushing on someone. Like, let's see how Ren reacts to him saying that. Like, they kind of have yeah. like a, it, it's like a pregnant pause almost. I know you can't, although she's assuming, you know, it's like, I know you can't relate to this now, but someday you will. But yeah, so then Lewis finding a way, of course, he just knows what to do, just grab some shampoo. I love the way he's describing it. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay, so Ruby put the shampoo on her foot, let it soak for like three minutes. I like how he does his hand like three minutes. I know, the three minutes, I love the hands. And it'll slide out like butter, pretty sure. Pretty sure. He's such a natural, the way he says these lines. Shia literally never delivers a bad line. No. Like, every line he says is delivered, like, better than how I think the writers imagined it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I feel like we've been told that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know? Especially, yeah. Lewis uh, decides that, you know, he's going to help out. He's going to create a diversion so that, you know, all Ren needs to worry about is getting out of here without Mr. Wonderful seeing her. Uh, I love it. It's just so casual. Uh, it's nice. He goes downstairs and the music, the song that's playing is the boogie. (laughs) (laughs) They're all listening to that boogie song. Oh my God. They're super into it. (laughs) And then he shuts it off to put on. I'm like, and what? Did this house just automatically have the rumba dance class music? It was on cue. Yeah, it was on cue. <laughs> uh, but I love the way they sh- they zoom in on the boom, like the old boombox sound system from <laughs> from 2000. This thing was like, it looks like they have like the three disc changer. I had that, like a really similar one. Mine was a five disker. Mm-hmm. Mine had like the record player at top, then CDs, then the cassettes. Mm-hmm. I always remember going to like parties at my cousin's house. They had, I think they had a five disc. What we would do is we would take a like five different now. That's what I call musics. Yeah. <laughs> and we just put it in and set it to random, and it would just yeah. that was the equivalent to putting on a playlist on shuffle. Yeah. If you look at Lewis's face when he changes the song and he turns around, the smile that he does. <laughs> it's so creepy looking. 
Yeah, we have to gift that now in the better quality on Disney Plus just yeah. to have that as a reaction. Just it's the creepiest looking smile. I love it. Uh, and especially because he goes walking straight for Zach's mom. She said. <laughs> the only woman who knows how to run by. I know she said, I'll be waiting. <laughs> and so he goes over to her. They start dancing. And uh, Ren's foot is able to come out of the toilet, but her shoe is still stuck, which... I don't know how that would work, but again, sitcom reasons. So her shoe is stuck in the toilet now, but not her foot. Her foot's out. She's like, oh no, but my, sh- my, my shoe, I can't leave my shoe. She's like, we have no time. And they go, and I'm like, really? You're just going to leave your shoe in someone's toilet? Can you imagine Monique walking in and being like, there's a shoe in the toilet. <laughs> and then Brandon Baker gives the most ridiculous line read ever when he says, that's my mom. Full arm points at Lewis and his mom. <laughs> Well, it's funny because they've already shown him a few times. He sees it happening. Yeah. Does it take him like that long to register it? Because then he shouts the line. It's the most ridiculous line read he ever gives in this show. So Ren successfully sneaks out. And this also reminds me of Quest for Coolness, kind of. Like, I'm always imagining her saying thank thank you. you. Yeah, I know. Me too. I I also thought that. Yeah, but she just kind of waves and Lewis just gives a nod. Yeah, so she escapes... From the party without Bobby seeing her, everything's fine. Lewis is dancing with Zach's mom. He does a little dip with her, you know, the song ends, everything's great. And then he suavely just walks over to Tawny instead at the end of the song, just bam, takes her hand. She takes his hand. They go dancing off. I'm like, all right, good, happy ending. And then it cuts to Ren. Oh, help me. The scene was killing me. Hi. It always killed me, but I laughed out loud laughing at how bad this is. But I think it's like bad on purpose. She always speaks in her head voice when she talks to guys, too. It is so uncomfortable. It's just like, it's the cringiest thing. Oh, I hate it. It's like Justin Timberlake <laughs> having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, oh my God. So she's walking down the street and of course she's supposed to be all cold and it's damp and she's just walking home alone, all sad. And then, hey, Ren or whatever. She turns around and then he just comes walking towards her. Hi, I'm Bobby. <laughs> whatever he says. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I had to double check what he says. He doesn't even say hi. <laughs> He says, I'm Bobby. He starts walking towards her, not saying anything. Hey, Ren. I'm Bobby. (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) Nailed it. Like, I couldn't remember what it was that he said. And then he just says, I'm Bobby. (laughs) And then she just says, I'm Stevens. Hi, I'm Stevens. Hi. He's holding her shoe, and he says, this was in the bathroom. I thought it might be yours. Homeboy must have pulled the shoe out of the toilet, or <laughs> how many people you think peed on that shoe before, <laughs> A, someone got it out of the toilet? If I saw a shoe in the toilet, I'm not pulling that thing out. I'm not touching it. I'm like, I love the way this is like an attempt at like a Cinderella thing, except it's even Steven, so he found the shoe in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Why would Bobby Deaver see a shoe in the toilet, pick it out, and say, I bet this is Red Stevens? Party reasons. And I gotta go give it to her now in the middle of the street. Like, he noticed what shoes she was wearing and was like, ah, yes. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I cringe so much every time I watch this. Me too. He goes to, like, put it on her foot. They do, like, the close-up on her foot. And then she goes, oh, well, uh, let me help you there. (laughs) Perfect fit. (laughs) Perfect fit. The way you said it. Perfect fit. He has, like, the cheesiest smile ever. 
Yeah. He would have been great in like a weird parody comedy type of thing. But I mean, I feel like that's what all of his scenes are. That sounds, yeah. But he in like a movie or something, he could have had a, a career. He'd like his, the whole Bobby Deaver thing is like a parody of a crush in a relationship. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's so good. Oh my God. But just the way her voice, I'm like, oh, Ren, the voice. She puts on the voice. Ren crush voice. Romantic Ren, yeah. Romantic Ren. Uh, and then he says the, you know, you know, I've been wanting to say hi to you for the longest time. Like, so high. And I'm just like, well, there you go. There's no way the most popular guy in school wasn't aware of this popular girl's existence. Yeah, man. I know I wasn't crazy for thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. How do they not even know each other? Like, come on. And then he goes to walk away. And then she just immediately starts celebrating, which I always say, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe don't. Like, they're still right there. Rookie mistake. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, oh, and Ren. I'm missing a red jacket, so if you see it, I'll let you know. <laughs> she said that voice again, and then, bye. Super cringy. <laughs> it is. And so, Ren makes her way home, and she walks through the door. Again, not picked up by Eileen, just walked home without a shoe half the way. Soaking wet. Also, why didn't Bobby like offer to walk her home? I know, right? He's just like, well, going back to the party or wherever he's going. Like, But if it's close enough for her to walk at like 10 o'clock at night by herself. Again, I'm already, I'm telling you, Bobby is a sucky guy. If that was me and it was like, even if it was like a girl I liked, I'd be like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to walk her home. Right? Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, sick. No, yeah, Bobby's just like, oh, hey, soaking wet girl who was walking home without a shoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's your shoe. By the way, let me know if you see my jacket. Bye. Deuces. <laughs> Imagine Bobby Deaver just does peace sign and walks away. Yeah, so Ren is home and she's like, Honey, what happened? You're all wet. Oh, well, I got my foot stuck in a toilet and it exploded in my face. Oh, that must have been awful. It's the best night of my life. Oh. Good. Sounds like fun. I always liked that. Um, yeah, and so then Eileen's like, well, where's Lewis? Oh, I guess he must still be at the party. And they cut back. Whole party, everyone's gone. It's just Lewis dancing with Zach's mom now, alone, to that same Ramba song in the living room. And then this whole joke with, like, Zach feeling like he needs to tell his yeah. dad. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? <laughs> It's like, you really want to cut your business trip short, but you want, you really want to get home. Like, your mom's going to cheat on your dad with... With this 13-year-old? A 12-year-old? A 13-year-old? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Bro, you got bigger problems if that's what's going to happen. It's very disturbing. Anyway, so it ends on a freeze frame of Chaya mm-hmm. Lewis uh, dancing, and that's it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, this is definitely another one where I... Every time I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. Like, that one's fun. Yeah, definitely. It's like two episodes in one, kind of, you know? It's fun because it's not just one location. Mm-hmm. But at the end, the last half is, and it's executed perfectly. Yeah. But then you feel like you get a bigger bang for your buck, I think. So I think that's everything. Yeah, MVP, honestly, this is the first time I just said Lewis, like, for real. Well, I'm always Lewis, but I gotta, I gotta say... Twitty's good. He has that like yeah. s- straight man. He makes that scene so much better with the yeah. his, how his responses and stuff. I mean, he's probably mm-hmm. second for me. I mean, everyone's always fun on this show. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I just I just I really like Lewis in this one. 
So, it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know that... For your information, is it true that... What does that mean? What do you got? So, I looked up some information on the actress who played Betty London. Her name is... Her name was Francine York. She passed away in 2017. Mm. And she had a really long career. She never really did anything crazy. But she was in stuff since 1959. So, wow. I mean, she had a career that lasted like 60 years almost. Close to when Betty London opened up that dance place. I know. It's crazy. 57, right? Yeah, so. Yep. Basically, I guess like the title, of course, Strictly Ballroom is the... 1992 Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just kind of an interesting fact I saw someone just point out that, you know, one of Ren's best girlfriends on the show is named Monique, and Kim Possible's best girlfriend's name is also Monique. Okay, I didn't know that. And Christy, of course, plays both Ren and Kim. Yeah. So, it's kind of interesting. This is apparently a, this is a Spinal Tap reference with the drummer and the tragic shaving accident. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. I, I, yeah, it is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. I think that's all I have. Honestly, I couldn't really find much. Yeah, there weren't a lot of references. Um, no, and sadly as well, not many tweets. This is a good. I mean, there's not really like a thing, you know, in this episode other than the toilet and the dancing. I found four tweets. So yeah. It's time for some tweets. So yeah, it's going to be not the best follow-up to our glorious tweet soundbite, but can't not use the soundbite. Yeah. So Ghost Girlfriend says, Incidentally, Strictly Ballroom is also one of my favorite Even Stevens episodes. Incidentally. I know. I don't know why that came for us. Maybe they were replying to something else and now that's no longer there. I don't know. At Oh Man BB, watching Even Stevens' Strictly Ballroom and Lauren Frost's accent is cracking me up. She is so extra when she does the, yes, you are. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, my God. At Maurice says, love this episode of Even Stevens' Strictly Ballroom. And that's literally it. Uh, and then Sarah M. Dodd says... Remember the episode of Even Stevens when Ren got her foot stuck in the toilet and Bobby has to help her? Bobby totally helped her. <laughs> yeah, that like doesn't exactly happen that way, but it's always fun when we see uh, people confuse yeah, things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, just like a few other people talking about the foot in the toilet and yeah, one more with mm -hmm. that, which is from Brianna. Do y'all remember that episode of Even Stevens when Ren got her shoe stuck in the toilet at a party and the water exploded on her? Laughing emoji, hashtag, ah, the memes. Ah, the memes. Oh, God. But yeah, that's it. That's all the tweets. Well, this episode can remain uh, cult status then, I guess. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, I was surprised that there weren't many because it's such a good episode and we both have it in our top 10, but it yeah. doesn't seem to be that loved by the Twitter population. Yeah, if you're a hardcore fan, you're this is like one of those that you really love. Mm. But I think if you're a casual fan, it's just like going to be one of those for like a fan episode, you know? So just to wrap it up real quick, best quote, I jotted down a few, but... I think my favorite is going to be, no, nah, that wouldn't be too comfy, Twitty. How's it going? Or just, that wouldn't be too comfy. And then my second one is, and I thought I was having a lousy night, not because I like the quote, but just... The setup to that? The, the setup and just the way Shia says it and the laugh and everything. 
and then Ren relax, it's decaf. That's the one too. Mine's the, uh, you have a tree growing out of your head. Yeah, it's also the way he says it. Yeah, it's great. So that is about it for this episode, I guess. Uh, real fun one. I love this episode. Classic. It is. It was fun to talk about. <laughs> Ren's unexpected bathroom accident was, was yeah. just great. That should be the alternate title of this episode. Like if if we were one of those people that titled our podcast episodes random things related to the conversation, this would be called Ren's Unexpected Bathroom Accident. So this, the Big Orange Couch podcast I listen to, they do this thing where they called, they say, are you afraid to name that episode? I thought that might be kind of cool. Well, not call it that, but like maybe like come up with our own alternate titles to like the episode. That might be kind of cool. Oh yeah. That'll be, that. that, yeah, I'll jot that down as maybe like a fun segment. Yeah. That's fun. That'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. Shout out to Big Orange Couch for inspiring that. Yeah. So that's everything. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even stevensrank.com. Leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, Leave us a voicemail, email us evenstevensranked at gmail.com so you can, you know, call the number, leave a voicemail, send a voice memo, everything, it's all good, and, um, I'm, like, falling apart right now doing these, I don't know why, um, yeah, so, that's it, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya.